Hello and welcome to PSG Review, the show entering the season with the same joy de vivre as the team against Clermont Foot on match day one in league on 2022-2023. Also known as the show as well prepared for this long and very special campaign as our Rouge Bleu, yes. My name is Mikko and finally, finally the season is properly on. New campaign, new hopes, some, some of the old dreams but significantly rejuvenated squad with new coach and his staff. We have a good episode for you. Today we have a look at the match that got the league on ball rolling for us. Saturday night on the road against Clermont Foot who were 17th in the league on last season which was their first one after the promotion from League 2. Uh, in all fairness not too many familiar faces there on that side other than our former youth keeper Mori Diaw. He was the Clermont starter on the night. PSG traveled with the best possible lineup with one very significant absentee only. That was Kylian Mbappe, of course, who had had some discomfort in his adductor muscles around the Thai area leading up to the match, so he stayed at home. Other players not traveling were Maure Cardi, who has family issues. I hate to say this, but rather unsurprisingly so. Not that he would have played anyway, I think. Idrissa Ghana Gay, who seems to be closer to Everton than PSG. Tilo Kehrer, who also could be on his way out. Renato Sanchez wasn't ready yet. He hadn't been playing during the preseason, so he's still working towards the mat fitness and the squad. Draxler and Herrera weren't traveling either, but we did have Hugo Ekitike as well as Nodi Mukiele and Warren Seir Emery amongst the players who made their way to Clermont, which is just over 420 kilometers or 260 miles towards the south from Paris. The starting lineup had no big surprises really. Donnarumma in the goal, Marquinhos, Ramos and Kimbembe as the back three. Hakimi and Mendes as wingbacks. Verratti, who had his 380th match for PSG, he's now equal with Sylvain Amand the second most matches played in the club's history, only behind Jean-Marc Pilochet, who is 55 matches ahead. That is very doable for Verratti. And with him, Vitinha on the midfield with his very first ever league on match. In the absence of Mbappe, Sarabia accompanied Messi and Neymar in the attack. A little bit tentative start for the match, but One thing, if we had forgotten, was that Ligan is an incredibly physical league and a lot is accepted as normal play. Even Sergio Ramos took a big hit in the very early minutes and was left on the cross protesting, but as so often, referees said, play on. Early chance for Neymar from a wonderful Hakimi cross that was blocked well by Clermont defense, but... We didn't have to wait for too long as on the ninth minute from a ever so slight but really masterful really Messi touched the ball went to Neymar and this time he put it in the bottom left corner. Great start for our Parisians all in all while of course the intensity is hardly there yet but that is the nature of these early season matches. They are there very much to be won because every match no matter the month has the same amount of points to offer. We really don't want the repeat of the 2020 early matches after the Champions League final when we dropped points early on and paid for it almost a year later when Galtier and Sanchez won the league over us with Lel. The defensive low block by Clermont kept us out of the box for the most part. 
Vitin had decent chance, which he missed. Might as well. It was offside before the ball bounced to him. But Clermont wasn't only defending. They were also very eager to counter, which has been our greatest domestic challenge pretty much ever since Thiago Silva left. Uh, Silva, of course, was considered too old, I suppose. Well, he also had a big salary, but I think age was a very big question. But in the opening match of the Premier League this weekend, he was selected as the man of the match two years after his departure. But I have digressed now. Clermont had a good amount of pressure, turning PSG for a moment into the counter-attacking team on the pitch. And this allowed us to break the low block a little bit easier when everyone was off their post. And the result came around 25 minutes when Hakimi got the ball and put it in the top near corner for 0-2. During the preseason, Hakimi had struggled to put the ball in from his chances. He was always sort of like using the goalkeeper more as a target than something to get past. But now he was very decisive and great work in the lead up by Messi and a wonderful vision by Neymar who got the assist to accompany his first goal also. Bitinia was really great. Granted, some of the passing by Clermont wasn't the best, but he was stealing the ball from them on quite a few occasions and one of those forced Clermont to take him down, which was a yellow card and a free kick. And from that, Neymar delivered the ball into the box. An absolutely immense, very determined run by Marquinhos, who headed this all-Brazilian goal in. Two assists and one goal for Neymar in the first half. It was 0-3 at the halftime, which is a kind of scoreline that enables the manager to start thinking about rotation. And this has really been another challenge for us in the past, not only last season when it was really almost catastrophic at times, but also during the seasons before that. Last season was especially difficult, and even if there would have been willingness from the coach to rotate, which I'm not sure if there was, there weren't great opportunities as the matches were mostly very tight until the last moments, so we kind of needed our top players there. And also the squad depth was very different then. Uh, Our season can look quite different if we are able to get a few goal advantage early enough in the easier matches. I mean... Some of the matches are easier than others. They are all serious, but some of them aren't as, as as tough as the other ones. So those matches we need to be able to kill early on so that we can take advantage of that and then uh, do some rotation because with the World Cup and all rotation is very much needed and we have players who need to get involved so that they are ready also when the time comes. But be that as it may be, the rotation didn't happen during the halftime and the second half started by PSG dominating, but not an awful lot to show for it. After 6-6 minutes, Nordi Mukiele made his PSG league on debut as he took over the duties from Ramos. Post-match, Galtier said that Ramos had mentioned some muscle discomfort halftime, hopefully nothing too serious. And also Leandro Paredes came in for Vitinha, who had, like I said, he had a very good match until that point. Paredes might have been a sort of shop window substitution in hope for him to convince the potential buyers, namely Juventus. The home side started to lose a little bit of the intensity as well. I mean, they had worked incredibly hard, but 0-3 remained on the score sheet. Some good opportunities for PSG, but no results. A a great chance for Nuno Mendes a moment before he was substituted off. Benat came in, but a great save by Moridio. Another substitution before 18 minutes was Pablo Sarabia out and new man Ekitiken. I'm only now realizing his name is a palindrome. He came in and immediately he was dangerous. He knows Ligon very well and has a great motivation also. So 
He's a really great and very, very interesting player. I, he's actually one of those players that I'm really looking forward to seeing out of the, the new players. I'm really in, interested to see how it's going to go for him this season. And I really hope that it's going to be a great season for him as well, even though he's not necessarily in a starting lineup. But like I said, with enough rotation, which is something that we need, I think he should also get his opportunities. Moments after these substitutions, Neymar and Messi were added again. Neymar got his third assist of the night to add to his opening goal. Very unselfish assist as well. Could have tried to score himself from that spot, but he gave the ball to Messi who put it on the right bottom corner. Last 10 minutes of the game time also for the 16-year-old Ser Emery. Verratti made way for him. I think this is a very positive sign to me. PSG has for years with its stars and well-paid aging players struggled to break star players or, you know, just solid homegrown ones. And they have all had to go elsewhere for that opportunity. So I'm really hoping that this could be a start for a new era in that sense as well. I mean, Nasser Al-Khalifi promised us a new era. So let's hope that this is very much part of it. And from what he said during the summer, you know, it could be. So let's hope that we have the circumstances that will make it possible, especially when we have players like Zer Emery, who was born in 2006. He became the youngest ever player to play for PSG's first team against Clermont. Around 86 minutes, and this was special, right? This was special. Paredes gave a great delivery to Messi run. Messi controlled it with his chest, and then the next touch is a bicycle kick that goes into the goal for five PSG goals, zero for the home side. Messi's second goal of the night that was also the last goal of the match day one for PSG. I feel like we had a good amount of rotation in the night and fluid football for the most part. I mean, it is as early on in the season as it can be, but it was fun match to watch. A very positive start by Christoph Galtier as well. I feel like I enjoyed more minutes of football on the first half alone than what I did the whole last season. And it is important that there's an art involved, an element of entertainment for it to be fun for us fans watching, but also the players on the pitch. This match really also reminded me how frustrating the last season was. I know there are moving parts, more than just the coach, namely there's the sporting director we used to have, and I get that they were probably very unhealthy amount of power games, but Caltier has made Pochettino look incredibly amateurish in his first month in charge. Clermont may find themselves closer to the bottom than the top of league on come spring, but nevertheless, this was a great start and statement of intent because every league on match needs to be a serious one. No time to mess about so that all the automation and all the different, you know, things, the small bits, the nuances, the players on the pitch, the positions and everything else, the system can work when we play against the European giants when that time comes. One take-home message early on in the season is also that Neymar is here to play football. He's not joking around. He came in with all his might. He dropped low to defend. He was key in our counter-attacks. He was very solid when he was in the middle of the pitch and dangerous in the danger areas. Uh, also currently in a great free-kick form after last season's difficulties. One free-kick went directly to Marquinhos, who put it in, like said, and another found Kimbembe, who was in a little bit of uncomfortable position, and his header ended up being off-target. But that delivery by Neymar was really great one. Messi also has now two goals in Ligue 1 this season after the first match. Granted, he didn't start as early last year, but 
it took a lot longer to get the two goals then than this time. He, of course, also assisted the first goal, which Neymar scored. These men, they mean business. Very good positive match from the entire team. And as wingbacks, I would say Hakimi and Menz are much more at home than as fullbacks. That is one of the beautiful things about this back three. Vitinha and Verratti were very strong and all in all, eh, no complaints from me. It's also good to remember that all this happened without certain Kylian Mbappe. We have a WhatsApp group for our PSG fan club Helsinki and one of our founding members, Frederick, mentioned that this was like a simulation of what would have been if Mbappe had left PSG. It's quite right. It's not that we don't need him, we very much do need him, but last season starting without him would have been a stressful experience. Very stressful experience. This time around, quite a lot less so. Things are working better and not relying perhaps on any one of our players as much, which gives everyone more freedom. Of course, we need our best players on the pitch when we face the top teams, but the reliance isn't perhaps on the same level as what we have grown to be used to. Knowing that this is a long season and injuries unfortunately do happen, at least we have this thought to fall back on. This is a little bit beside the point, but a fun fact, I think it's a fun fact. Since this season in League On, players are allowed to select numbers up to 99 And last night there were two 99s on the pitch because on top of Donnarumma, who was allowed to return to his usual shirt number, also Clermont's Moridial played with that number. Like I said, he is our academic graduate from Paris. And I must say that despite the goals conceded, which were, you know, quite a few, he also caught a couple of really excellent saves, especially that Nuna Men's chance. He wasn't the downfall of the host in this match. Very far from it and I wish him well. Okay, we're starting to wrap things up from this episode, but now that I'm I'm recording the morning after the match itself, there is a new rumor out by Italian press, namely Corriere dello Sport, that Spanish Napoli midfielder Fabian Ruiz could be of interest to PSG for 25 to 30 million euros. He's on his last year of contract now in Serie A and apparently isn't renewing there and he has already in cahoots with his team skipped the preseason friendly against Espanyol to be ready to go when the time comes. Apparently the negotiations have been in the down low and they could already be quite far. You never know really because we have had deals that are practically almost done for months now. But then again, you know, things can also move fast, especially now that the season has started. You'd imagine that if we get him, then the Bernardo Silva rumors remain a rumor or then they just die down. Ruiz is a central midfielder with 15 caps for Spain. He's quite tall, at least compared to the rest of our midfield players whose name isn't Danilo. He's 189 centimeters, so six feet, two inches and some success in the youth side as well also. He has been chosen as the golden player in the under 21 euros in 2019, as well as into the team of that tournament. The rules around the age limit in these competitions, by the way, they are a little bit unusual. He was, of course, comfortably over 21 in 2019, but you have to be under 21 when the qualifying matches start. That is the rule. I actually had to go and check this out because my maths was telling me that a 26-year-old could not have been 21 in 2019, but there you go. Ruiz isn't primarily a defensive midfielder, but he can also play there. I'm mentioning this because in the last episode I was talking about how a more defensive profile is what we don't have there at the moment. But he is, like I said, physically bigger than your Verratti, Vitinha and Sanchez. Of course, with the back three, it isn't as big of a concern, the defensive midfielder role. But nevertheless, we need players who can play there. 
And like I said in the last episode, depending on our needs in any given match, we know that Marquinhos is a really great six, like a really, really great six, but then he needs to be replaced in the actual backline if he is playing on that role. There's also now talk that Navas could be going the other way to Naples. Apparently, that is a separate deal from Fabian Ruiz. We wait for more information, but this is something that has just come up also. Other than that, we have neither major transfer updates for this episode nor anything about the women's team preseason. Not a lot has happened in those departments since the last episode. Well, I guess, you know, Wijnaldum deal to Rome was announced, but since last time recording, there was already footage of him being welcomed to the Italian capital, so that matter was dealt with then. We keep on following the last three weeks of the transfer window, which still promises to have quite a bit of action left. You must remember that Galtier said that we are going for a centre-back, midfielder as well as a forward. The midfielder could be Ruiz, but let's see who the rest are. We will also see what is the future of Leandro Paredes. I hope that Juventus saw the wonderful assist to Messi last night. Will Gay get his Everton deal over the line and how about Kerr? And in the absence of practically any hope of selling Mauro Icardi, do we have to say goodbye to Calimuendo instead? Uh, let's hope that not. Herrera and Raxler are also question marks, as they always are. Even Abdul Diallo, who I don't mind staying, but I also understand very much if he feels like he needs to go somewhere to get minutes. Again, I keep on repeating myself like a broken record player, but it is a World Cup year, so the ambitious players know that they need minutes before the selection time comes for the Qatar World Cup, especially in those, well, only in those, of course, for those uh, those players whose, whose uh, country has made it to that competition. So more of that all in the near future episodes, all of these different things, transfers and more matches, etc. Next match is next Saturday against Montpellier and it kickstarts the season at home at Parc de France and I can't wait for that. Hopefully Mbappe will also be good and ready to play by then and of course we also hope that Sergio Ramos, whatever discomfort he might have felt, was nothing serious and it was more of a precaution that he was given some rest on the second half. My name is Mikko. That is all for this episode of PSG Review. Thanks for listening. Take care and peace. Peace.